the, the only other thing I want to really emphasize is over these next few weeks, we could use your help. Um, things are, you know, with summer, people being on vacation, et cetera. Um, we've got people in our children's ministry who are out of town, people on our worship team who are out of town. Um, and uh, we will be reaching out in various ways to remind you of those needs. And uh, so would encourage you, if you have any um, sense of calling to either of those ministries in particular, we would love to hear from you. I will send you an email this week with some ideas of ways you can help out. But uh, some of the ranks are a little thin right now, but that's okay. You're not thin. The ranks are thin, <laughs> nor am I. Yeah. We've got the thick part down. We just need help with the thin part. Yeah. Um, all right. So let me do this, Pebby. While everyone is where they are now, can we do the slideshow for Blueprint? I think it would be good for the, for the younger kids to see this, and then everybody who was on the trip gets to see the slideshow as well. Can we do that? All right. Roll it. Cuba. The woman in the middle is one of the homeowners that we helped. Making lunch. There's Topher. Not sure what they're doing. That's the homeowner of the other house we worked on. There she is with her team. All right. All right, if I can have all of the important people come forward at this time. If you are in fifth grade or younger, we invite you down for the children's chat this morning.
filled out your response card. Good girl. Thank you. And I get refrigerator art out of it. Is that like a math problem? Fractions. How old are you? You're eight and a half. Craig, do you know what a fraction is? No, I didn't think so. I'm impressed, young lady. That's the daughter of a PhD in mathematics right there. <coughs> All right. I, it could be. It could be fractioning. Yes. You have nothing to do with this? Uh-huh. Sure. Right. <laughs> so, how many hands do you have? 25. 25? You wish you did? Then you'd be a triple octopus plus one. Yeah, it would help. It would help when you're playing goalie. Yeah. Uh, how many feet? How many feet do you have? Two. What if you had? What if your feet were hands? What would What would that be like? What if you had? You'd be like a monkey, right? What if you had like hands on your arms and hands on your feet? That would be silly, right? What would you what would you miss out on? Like you play soccer, right, Zoe? Would you want to have four hands when you're playing soccer? Yes. Well, you're a goalie. <laughs> Ask the right question to the wrong <laughs> position. So what what do you use your feet for in soccer? Kicking the ball, what else? Running. Okay, everything, right? You're always and so if you had four hands and no feet, would you be a better soccer player or would it be diff more difficult? A little bit more difficult, unless you were the goalie. Okay, so God has given us all kinds of different body parts, right? We have our ears. What if you had eyes in the front of your head and your ears were eyes too and you had no ears? You couldn't hear. You could see all kinds of things, but you wouldn't be able to hear anything coming, right? And so God gives us all kinds of different body parts for different reasons, for different things, and we want to keep those in balance. That's how we stay healthy and happy. And I want to read you a Bible verse. You ready? For as in one body... We have many members, and the members do not all have the same function. That's like we have eyes and ears and hands and feet. You get it. All right. So we, though many, are one body in Christ and individually members of one another, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. Let us use them. So did God make all of us the same? No. So if someone is different from you, does that mean you're better than them? No. Right? 
we are all created as God's children and we're created to be different so that we can use the gifts that God gave us together to make his body better, right? How would you use the gifts that God gave you to make the church better? What if, what if someone in your Hope for Kids class today was sad? How could you, how could God use you to help them? You might ask them what they need and give them what they need to be kind to them. That's good. What else could you do for someone who was sad? Entertain them, right? Cheer them up. Good. How about a hug? Yeah, totally. Yeah, Piper's like, yes, absolutely. They would need a hug. Yes. See? So God gave you arms so that you could hug that person, right? He gave you a mind and ears so you could listen to them and understand what they need. Um, he gave you a sense of humor so that you could cheer them up, right? What would you do? Would you make a funny face? Probably. You, can you make a funny face, Avery? There you go. All right, that cheered me up. Thank you. So God has given all kinds of different people to his church, and we make up that one body with different parts to do things together to help others. I think you get it. Jesus made you part of his family for a reason, and he gave you gifts that he wants you to use to help others. Can I pray for you guys? All right. Dear God, thank you for making us a part of your family and for making each of us different so that we complement one another when we come together to serve you. Help us to use the gifts that you have given us to benefit others, to grow your church, to show your love to others in this world. And we just pray that um, we would be a part of a growing family, that you would use the love that you have shown to us to help us show love to others so that more and more people can come to understand how much you have loved them through your son, Jesus Christ. It is in his name we pray. Amen. Y'all have a great time in Hope for Kids. Uh-oh. Fumble. <clears throat> All right. If you were on the Blueprint trip this week, either full-time or, you know, the lame way, would you come forward at this time and stand behind me? And uh, so as they're coming forward, I'll just kind of explain what we're doing. And, and this week, we do this once a year, um, but we have seen... We have seen God's word lived out through his people this week in the context of our summer youth mission trip here in San Antonio through an organization called Blueprint Ministries. And so what we're going to do is we're, um, here, take one of those and like, there you go, pass them, take one and pass them that way. Um, 
It's appropriate. It, it works here. It works at this church. That still works. Um, so I'm going to say a prayer, and then this group is going to take turns reading through Romans chapter 12, and then we're going to talk about what that looked like lived out this week in real time. Will you join me in prayer? God, our loving Father, we come before you as we open your word this morning. We pray that you would be at work in each of our hearts. Help us to understand more deeply your love for us through your son, Jesus Christ. And Lord, to that end, we lay at the foot of your cross the burdens of our hearts that we might be more free to encounter you here through your word today. We give you our sins and failures and disappointments, and we thank you for the forgiveness, mercy, and grace that are ours through your son, Jesus Christ, and his work on the cross. We lift up those relationships in our lives that are strained. We pray for peace and reconciliation where it is needed. We lift before you those whom we know and love who are sick or facing uncertain diagnoses, and we pray your healing mercies upon your people. We lift to you this morning uh, Dean Morris, and we just pray your continued healing over his body. We pray for Dean Johnson and for your healing uh, over him, and we pray for Helen and your healing over her. And we lift up Mike and Yolanda Clifton, and we pray for your continued healing in their bodies, especially Yolanda, that you would reduce her pain levels and restore her to full health and function. We lift others to you whom we know and love who are in need of your healing mercies this morning. I lift up my brother-in-law, Lou Harris, and I just pray your continued healing over his cancer. And Lord, we um, thank you that you are the God who listens to our prayers and who responds and who heals. And so we claim that in Jesus' name this morning for those whom we know and love. We lift up our country and its leaders at every level of government, elected and appointed, and we pray for wisdom and discernment in the decisions that are before them. We lift up our men and women in uniform all over the world who are serving to protect and defend the Constitution of this country and the freedoms that we enjoy as Americans. We pray that you would watch over and protect them. We pray especially for those who are in harm's way. We ask that you would bring them home safely. We pray for those who have returned home from their service changed, and we pray that you would use us, your body here on earth, to minister healing to them, uh, mind, body, and soul. And Lord, we lift up your church here at Hope and around the world. We lift up Blueprint Ministries in urban San Antonio and all the work that they are doing, the teams that are coming in this evening to uh, go through another week of service, and we just pray uh, that you would keep them safe and help them to uh, share your love and your, uh, your gospel with those that they're there to serve. Um, we just pray that you would be with us now as we open your word, open our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to start by reading Romans chapter 12, verses 1 through the whole thing. And uh, if you'll just... Uh, Nick, if you'll just read like two verses and then pass the mic, and the person next to you will need to be kind of following along so they know where to pick up. All right, one or two verses each, please. Two, let's make it two. Sure. Romans 12, starting with verse one. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, 
which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. That is, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function. So we, through many, are one body in Christ, and individually members one of another. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them, if prophecy in proportion to our faith. If service in, if, sorry, if service in uh, our serving, the one who teaches is his teaching. The one who exhorts is his exhortion. The one who contributes in, ge- in generosity, the one who leads with zeal. The one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. Let love be genuine. Ab- abhor what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not, do not be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Can I hang on to that? I've already got one. Okay, oh yeah. (laughs) Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by so doing, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. All right, so hold on to that. We're going to start. Uh, with just something easy. So I want you to just give like one highlight of the blueprint trip. What was the best part of the trip from your vantage point or just one great highlight? This doesn't have to be biblical. This is not the part where you read your Bible verse and then show how it was lived out. This is just for fun. All right, so I'll, I'll go first. Um, I think for me, one of the highlights of this trip. So Pastor Miguel from our sister church in Cuba was here all week. And so he and I would get up in the morning, we would drive down to the job site and to watch someone from a, a place like Cuba, like actually see the poverty that exists here and for him to be able to contribute to the relief of that poverty, for him to be able to, and so the, our homeowner was was bilingual she spoke english and spanish and so miguel was able to converse with her to pray with her to relate to her uh you know where he typically feels very lost here because he speaks about two words of english um like 
beer and bathroom, I think, and that's about it. Um, baseball squirrel, well, he's not very good at that one. Um, but uh, uh, just to see him, like, in his element, really serving and, and sharing his heart with her, and just that, like, we're here and we've got someone from Cuba serving someone here, and it was just awesome to kind of see how God orchestrated that. And any of you that know me already know I didn't plan this. Like, I didn't plan for him to be here the week that we were on Blueprint. Yeah, that's just the way it all came together. It was really neat. So highlight for you, Jen? Um, Izzy Leroy. There she is. Raise your hand, Izzy. I have all a right. new favorite person. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, just to elaborate on, the bond between those two was just really beautiful to see that develop and solidify. And so, yeah, that was awesome. I think my favorite, like, non-job site thing, because I'll fit more in the job site things when, we, when I chatted the verts, was um, the night before we left, Juliana and I were like, we should play games, we should play games. And we ended up, like, hiding in a room. Like, it was, a, like, a dark room. We thought we, like, got locked in at one point. We did the chicken dance. It was, like, everything that you want to see youth ministry, but also, like, with the adults, with the adult leaders, um, with the like older kids who are adults, who I still can't believe that. Um, but just that, that bond um, between like different ages and it really shows how consistent God has been with Hope Church over the years as well. Probably Miss Sylvia Ann's hot dogs. <laughs> those were way better than like, yeah, those were really good. <laughs> so, um, we had chores we had to do, and one of our chores was cleaning the dorm bathrooms. So what happened is it was a Wednesday, so on Wednesdays we have to mop. But there were so many other stuff we had to do that there were two groups in that um, bathroom, but the other group wasn't there yet. So what we did is we did everything but mop. So I wanted to make a note that said, group one, mop. You need to mop the floor. But Miss Juliana taught me about the poop sandwich, how what you're supposed to do is give them something nice, like something friendly, and then give them the bad news. And then, and then give them something nice again, like a nice little ending. So that's what I did. It was so fun. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here, folks. Poop sandwich, live at Hope Church. Very good. Life lessons. Um, I think my, my favorite, favorite part, um, and I can't go into detail because, because it's the right thing to do, is our first evening, we had a, a great speaker, a really dynamic speaker. He shared some very personal things and got real, got like really real about life and his life. And um, that stirred up some amazing conversation within our little group when we met afterwards to talk about things. And um, the openness of our youth um, and our adults, too, to be just super real and honest about life and talk about things that you, some of us had never even spoken out loud. And it was so beautiful to feel trusted as an adult by these young folks, and that was just 
gorgeous. Like, One of my favorite moments is probably uh, we were at the work site, and sometimes, so our, our group, we were finishing a little faster than normal because uh, we couldn't get to a part that we couldn't leave it over the weekend because we would have left the roof bare. So we had to slow down a little bit on Wednesday. So we were relaxing, we were eating lunch, and uh, me and Gage were playing Frisbee. And Gage throws the Frisbee over the fence, as anyone would guess, and we're not going to get it back because it's the neighbors. It's the neighbors that she doesn't really like. There's a dog. <laughs> um, so we come back Thursday, and this is the day that we're not going to be, towards the end, we're not going to be doing much because we, we're going to finish pretty early. And so um, we don't have a Frisbee, and, and Emily walks up in the morning holding the Frisbee in her hands, and she says, look what I found. Run over in the street, and it's completely broken. <laughs> so <laughs> we didn't have a Frisbee. That was that was probably probably one of the I think for me, it was like playing Jungle Song in the evenings with everyone. I don't know. It was just like such a simple way to connect and still have fun and not feel like we're at a church camp, <laughs> you know? And, and, be, and be in the air conditioning. <laughs> yes. So I've never seen Kevin and Pastor Tom interact before because I've only been here <laughs> a handful of times throughout the years. So one of my favorite things had to be Pastor Tom calling Kevin stupid like twenty five different times. Well, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) I said it as as lovingly. I meant it in the nicest possible way. Did I? Slight issue with who is truly the supervisor. That's true. That's true. Kevin did not seem to understand that I was in charge. His foot went through the roof. So because you're not. Because I wasn't. (laughs) So. I had something genuine to say, but I now have an admission to make, okay. which is that I ran over that frisbee. <laughs> 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 I I did not know it was ours. Uh, I stopped by that house after y'all had left, <laughs> and I was parking and saying hi to the homeowner. I didn't see it, and I I ran over that frisbee. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but it seems like the neighbor was nice enough to throw it out in, into the street. Um, so I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you made his trip, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but actually, uh, I will say that my favorite part of working with y'all, this group, uh, was just your dynamic as a group. I. I've seen a lot of groups come through Blueprint, and you guys were really close. Um, the joy with which you guys worked was unusual. Um, I never heard complaints, um, at least while I was there. Um, you guys worked through a lot of heat. Um, one of y'all had a really steep roof. One of you guys had basically no shade. And so it was really amazing to see you guys get a lot of work done with what is really a, a pretty small group. Um, so really impressive. And then just the joy with which you guys worked was really great to see. Awesome. All right, Nick, if you wouldn't mind, can you read a verse, just pick one that you saw lived out this week in your time with Blueprint, and just elaborate on that a bit, if you wouldn't mind. Sure. (coughs) I'll take um, verse 4, which is, for as in one body we all, we have many members, and the members 
do not have the same function. So we, through many, are one body in Christ and individually members one of another. One of another. Um, with that, I'll, I'll just say, um, especially, uh, with, who is with Scott this week? Um, whenever I was at y'all's site, some of y'all didn't want to get on the roof. Some of y'all were more comfortable on the ground. And so it was really cool to see um, you all make use of your time there, whether it was working on the yard or working on, is that a stump that we pulled up? Oh, that's how that came down. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll just really say that, um, that it was incredible to see you guys use your different skills, your different interests to get a ton of work done, um, and it really takes all types of people all, all uh, together in a group to make something like that happen. So, yeah. Thank you. Peyton? I'm going to take verse 9, where it says, Let love be genuine, abhor what is evil, hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. And mostly that first part, like Juliana had mentioned, about the first night we were there where I've met, like barely met this, these people. I've like been reconnecting with some old friends and stuff. And the trust that we were able to share on literally the first night that we had all been together was really awesome. So. Okay, so I'm going to take verse 6, which is, Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them, if prophecy in proportion to our faith. So we all had, like, different roles. Some of us were on a roof, some of us were on the ground, some of us went to Home Depot to get flowers, <laughs> and, like, even if we weren't comfortable doing one thing, everyone had a job, and every job was important and purposeful. And that was nice to see. I chose uh, number one. Uh, I appeal to uh, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Um, it really resonated with me because uh, we did sacrifice our time, and and we were we volunteered to go out there and just to help help the help our homeowner to fix her house, and it really showed how much she was graceful and she really praised God for us being there. Um, yeah. Um, so this one's been hit on a couple times already, but that's okay. I chose four and five. Four as in one body, we have many members and the members do not all have the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ and individual members um, one another. Okay, so, oh, individually members one of another. And, and the reason why I chose that one is because um, Blueprint is mostly a youth group thing. I mean, the, most of the churches, they bring, I have a bunch of kids there. And, um, and that's how it's been for Hope for a while now. But we're kind of in this season right now where we just don't have a, a large youth group. But the fact that Hope came together as Hope, and we had our college kids, and we had our youth group kids, and we had adults, we had parents, and and it was just this be beautiful picture of Hope. Like it was, it was Hope Church coming together, saying, "Okay, well maybe we have two youth group, but we're going to still make this happen for them, and we're going to give our time." And you know, these college kids could be, you know, at the beach and. <laughs> having a good time at parties and and I just thought it was a it was a beautiful picture of we are one body and it doesn't matter 
what our purpose here is at Hope and what, you know, what we belong to, what groups we're in, we all said, yeah, yeah, of course we'll do this. Of course we'll pitch in. And so it's just, to me, it was just a really pretty picture of Hope as one body. Um, I'm, I chose um, verse 3. For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sovereign judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. Um, and pretty much just how everyone was able to get along, and we just went out there, and we became friends with our homeowner, and just like she was pretty much, she pretty much became like my friend. She was just, I really don't know. Um, but she was so easy to get along with, and that's it. <laughs> I chose verse 21. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. I can relate this by making, uh, doing work on Miss Sylvia Ann's house and making her feel blessed and tackling the yard and all the trash that her neighbors threw into her backyard, which was incredibly rude. <laughs> but, yeah, that's how I can relate. Awesome. Good. Um, I'm not going to read them, but verses six, <coughs> like six through eight talk about the gifts. And so I think when you talk about... Um, it got hit on a couple times, but like I personally, not super comfortable getting on the roof, would have if I needed to, but um, the roof that we were on was, was steep, and uh, being a protective mom, my 11-year-old my is kind of little, so uh, I didn't really want her getting on there. She did get up and down the ladder, and uh, <coughs> Aiden was on, on and off the roof, and we used the, uh, the power tool definition very loosely. Saws are not, not the same as a circular saw. So not we the same at all. Not the same at all. So we did that. You only um, lose like one finger at a time. Totally. With a totally. Sawzall. Right, Liz? That's fine. I was like, Liz, uh, yeah, <laughs> here's some pictures. But we really did. Like, it wasn't busy work. It, like, if you think about like, oh, we're cleaning up somebody's yard, it can very much be like, hey, like, we're just going to do this because we're not doing the real work of roofing. But for us, I think on the ground, we felt like, our homeowner was out there with the clippers trying to clear her own, her own yard. She had these roots, and she was tripping over them. Um, and there was trash. There were lamps. There was glass. There was all sorts of stuff that made her not be able to actually utilize her backyard. So when you look at blueprints, warmer, safer, drier um, ministry, it was, it was not very safe. And so we were able, in the span of the, those four days, to clear out trees and roots and uh, all sorts of things so that she can enjoy her backyard and so hopefully um, it will deter some of the like throwing over the fence or at least make it a little bit easier to to clear it out going forward too so we felt like that was a good use of time um, as for our group as a whole and so it was really exciting to see different people be able to do uh, different things Okay, so I um, am following the rules. I am going to be in Romans 12.4, but two people have already mentioned Romans 12.4. So I'm going to go with Mark 10.35 through 45. <laughs> Hold on one second. Okay. This is one of my favorite stories in the Bible because I so identify with this. 
It's the request of James and John. And so if you want to turn to your Bibles, Mark 10, it's 35 through 45. And I think they're brothers. Okay. Then James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came to, the, came to him, Jesus. Teacher, they said, we want you to do for us whatever we ask. Am I the only one that prays this way? <laughs> okay. And Jesus says, well, what do you want me to do for you? They replied, let one of us sit at your right and the other one at your left in your glory. You don't know what you're asking, Jesus said. Can you drink the cup I drink or be baptized with the baptism I am baptized with? We can, they answered. Jesus said to them, you will drink the cup I drink and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with. But to sit at my right or my left, it's not for me to grant. These places belong to those for whom they have been prepared. And when the other ten heard about this, they became indignant. indignant. Thank you. Very upset with James and John. Jesus called them all together, and he said, You know that those who are regarded as rulers over the Gentiles lorded over them. And their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be slave to all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And I think the reason why this God really dropped this particular uh, scripture in my heart is because in the past, I've been sitting where you're sitting and haven't been able to make it to Cuba or haven't been able to make it to Blueprint for whatever reason. Um, and this year, it really was going to be a financial, I've got three kids in college, all three of my kids wanted to go, and it was going to be difficult to make that happen. So I don't know if you're aware, we do pay Blueprint a certain amount of money, but they make it super easy because they buy all the supplies. They get it at cost. I mean, it's probably cheaper to just play Blueprint than for us to go pick up the slides. Would you agree? Probably. Yeah. So it's all done and prep for you when you get there. Um, but I can remember sitting in that chair thinking, oh, I wish I had been able to serve this week. And the truth is that everybody sitting in this chair served this week because you helped pay for my family to be able to afford to go. And I'm so thankful for your gift. And I, and I just want to give you a practical application of when you give to hope. I hope that you saw through the, the slideshow that we really did try to do honor by the money that you have given us. So thank you so much, Hope. You were there in spirit. Love you guys. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I just want to pick up on a word that I saw repeated in this passage in Romans 12 and and then reiterated in a couple of different ways. But the word is zeal, Z-E-A-L, zeal. Um, And Paul also talks about our faith needing to be fervent. And so I think that was the word that I saw lived out in real time this week. There's no joy in sitting on a roof in South Texas in June, um, regardless of what 
particular aspect you're you're engaged in and there's no joy in picking up glass out of somebody's backyard that's not a fun job um but the the joy that was manifest in each of these hearts and then to see the 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 contagion of that spread to those homeowners um you know, when we first met our homeowner early in the week, she could barely finish a sentence without crying. There's just, she just has a lot of grief in her life and a lot of valid reasons for grief. And so to see these bright faces sort of spreading joy and, and lifting her countenance was just a blessing. And, and, and it just, you know, that homeowner, you know, single senior citizen, female, um, no real way to afford to fix up her own house. And I don't know how Blueprint found her, but the difference between where she was on Monday and where she was emotionally on Thursday when we left her was, was truly discernible. Like you could literally see the impact that just our presence had, even though we were banging on her roof like a bunch of banshees. Um, you know, she was, she was blessed. And uh, I think just to see that, you know, that has to be the work of something spiritual that, that transcends the realities of roofing in South Texas in June, right? There's, there's something going on there that I saw and that I saw lived out. I saw God's word come to life through each one of you. And uh, it was a blessing. Um, let me say a prayer. God, our Father, we thank you for the blessing of being a part of your family. We thank you for the fact that everyone here was a part of what you did uh, this past week. We pray your continued blessing over Blueprint Ministries uh, over the course of the rest of this summer and beyond, that you would continue to uh, provide for them uh, financially and that you would continue to uh, bless and grow their ministry to continue this uh, opportunity to live out your word in the real world in real time with real people and make a real difference and we um, we thank you for the privilege of being part of your family and part of the expression of your word in this world we pray these things in Jesus name amen all right great job hope Don't stretch your guitar strap past its limit. That's the lesson there. Let's try it again. One, two, three.